You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Talking about discourse markers and how you can add them to everyday conversation. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. I've got Gideon on the show for episode number 48. How are you doing, Gideon? 48. Wow, that's good. That's like more than 47, less than 49. Normally, yes. Not quite 50, though. Not quite 50. Get the maths mm. right, yeah. Where to so, start the day. It is, or end the day, potentially. How are you doing? Are you doing okay? I'm absolutely fine. Got a bit of a gravelly voice. You have got a gravelly voice, haven't you? It's a bit of a cold, isn't it? Maybe for some of the listeners, it'll be a little bit sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I could have cold on the hottest day of the year. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I've never heard anybody that has done that before, mm. but you are unique. So mm -hmm. uh, it's fair enough. Today, we're going to talk about discourse markers. And you weren't 100% sure, or you thought you were sure, and then you weren't so sure. What were you talking about before? <laughs> you were talking about 66 and 99s. I got confused. I took it like speech marks, ah. quotation marks. And uh, you and I were having like a little discussion before uh, we went live. And I said that at school, we call them 66 and 99. Because like when you open the quotes, it looks like a 66. You know, you have a quote of a little dangly okay, round you. thing at the bottom and when you close them it's like a 99 and at school we call them 66 and i assume that everyone calls them 66 and 99 but now i realize that but if i say yeah well i put them in 66 and 99 nobody understands what the hell i'm talking about it's, <laughs> it's unique to my part of, of north london well right. yeah like me i had no idea i mean to me a 99 is an ice cream yeah yes which right. confuses people because it's about three pounds seventy because I'd like a 99. He's, I've got to change for a pound. No, it's three, 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 seventy. but it says 99. No, it's called a 99. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you often have a flake in it. I don't know how we got to... We've already gone off subject. We're going to be talking actually... about something completely different. <laughs> that was actually my fault. By the way, you like my hair? <laughs> I think your hair's amazing, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's lovely. It's very bouffant. Let's actually talk about what we're going to talk about. So discourse markers are not talking about 66 and 99. So that's something completely okay. different, right? Okay. Isn't it? All right. I think. All right. Well, you tell me, what is it then? So discourse markers are things that basically we use to connect and organize ideas. So for okay. example, we could say things like right, well, or anyway. anyway. So the uh, anyway. You know. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think this, in a way, is quite important because it makes you sound like native speakers use them all the time. I have people learning English often that they're, they're fishing for the right word. That that little gap when they're thinking, they could put in a discourse marker. They can, can't I, they? I call them filler words. Often they're filler words as well, aren't they? They don't actually have any sort of function, any grammatical function. They're just there to fill a space. But sometimes they link to something else, don't they? You are right. It has two kind of functions. I guess it can also guide the listener by connecting ideas and telling the listener what information is coming up, really. So it kind of guides you in some way, doesn't it? I suppose. Well, you already used some there, kind of. 
isn't that yeah fella well you know uh, i should tell you this before we start you know doesn't really add anything it doesn't does it it's just kind of there it's true but this could be the first one so basically i'm going to tell you some information that you already know in that context well you know what was i supposed to say about that well you don't have to say anything but you know i was organizing an amazing dinner party last night oh yes that's what i was supposed to say that's what i was supposed to say yes <laughs> were you tell me more yeah. why wasn't i invited because you had a cold okay i was a bit worried you were either going to give people your cold or you were going to sound too attractive with your gravelly voice you'd clean up perhaps and... well, well how did it go the dinner party it was excellent yeah I yeah, thought you were going to or... say, actually, it was a complete disaster. Oh, uh... oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was a complete disaster. That's what I was supposed to say. Actually, again, is one of those words, isn't it, that we definitely use as a filler, isn't it? And it's not really a proper word in a way, is it? It's kind of saying that I'll give you some surprising information or, I guess, correct some information. Yeah, you often use it to bring someone's attention to something or to correct them. So today is Wednesday. Was that my cue? Yeah, sort of, yeah. Actually, it's Monday. Actually, John, I was hoping that we would talk about football today. That's to bring your attention as a change of subject. It's often used, isn't it? It is, yeah, that's true. But I should say, for those speakers of I think French, Spanish, a number of languages where they think of actually meaning now because it translates like actual more, actualmente, it means something different in those languages, isn't it? So it's often a false friend. That is true, isn't it? It is a bit of a false friend, that one, yes. It's kind of to underline those elements, isn't it? Surprising information, going to correct you in some way. But mind you, I didn't tell you about talking about football before. Mind you, that's another one, isn't it? Mind you, that is when you sort of shuffle up and get close to the person and you want to tell them something which you consider like maybe more important. I didn't like that guide. Mind you, he plays a mean harmonica. He uh, cooks a mean lasagna. That sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds mean better. meaning very good, by the way, because mean can has lots of different meanings, but mean can mean very good. I was using it like that. I guess in a contemporary context, that's kind of what it means isn't it definitely can i do that Uh, again i'll say yeah that guy is a bit of a strange guy mind you okay that's cooking mean lasagna is it lasagna or lasagna lasagna okay what if there's more than one lasagna there you are it's kind of an afterthought isn't it and it's contrasting what you've just said isn't it really yeah so the restaurant was so busy we couldn't get a table mind you it was saturday night not surprising in that context, is it? Really? So it's showing contrast a little bit, isn't it? Now, adding Bad more information contrast. or clarifying something, maybe. Definitely. Definitely along those lines, isn't it? Anyway, as I was saying, you, I was hoping you're... we were going to talk about football. I don't know I'm saying that because I, I, I really know nothing about football. <laughs> and I'm not sure the listeners have tuned in to listen to football. Especially me. <laughs> no. I don't know. So when you give examples, I guess, can you give an example of something? And it's like, oh, it's a football example. Can you give an example of the expression last ditch, a last ditch attempt? 
don't know anything, but how about the football team? They were losing 1-0 and there was five seconds ago and as a last-ditch attempt to win the match, they sent the goalkeeper into the opposing team's penalty area. That's a good expression. Yeah, and then people say, oh, okay, I understand it now. Thank you. The, the football expression really helped. You must know a lot about football. No, no, nothing. Come to think of it, <laughs> John's quickly changing the subject. What's he going on about? <laughs> what Why the are hell you going does he go? About? Why did he invite this guy? I ask that question every single time. You know, I'm trying to replace you, and it's just not happening. <laughs> yes. Come to think of it, where would you say that? I guess it's when you're going to add something that you've just remembered, right? Or thought of at that moment. But maybe I could say, come to think of it, I was going to make you talk about football for our British culture podcast episode. I thought you could say, like, no, no, definitely no. Come to think of it, might not be a bad idea. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Basically, I think what we're doing is amazing. Personally, I don't like particularly like basically. I think it's overused. Maybe it's just like you hear some people starting every sentence with basically as well. What do we have to do? Well, basically, in order to pass your exam, you've got to answer all questions correctly. Oh, really? Thank you. How are we going to win this game? Well, basically, you have to score more goals than the opposing team. Oh, okay. That's clear now. Thanks. Thanks, That's Gary. Well- Thanks, Gary. <laughs> That's what it's about, though, isn't it? Summarizing things. Is there an alternative? Is there something else we could use? Well, basically, there's no alternative to basically. Couldn't you say to summarize? It's not quite the same, is it? But summarize, anyway. maybe you've said it already in a long way, and now you're saying in a short way. That's true. Okay, anyway. Well, basically, you use any way to change the topic. You do, don't you? I mean, you could even use it how I just used it and just say, Anyway, and then that kind of shows that you want to change the topic, yeah. really, doesn't it? Anyway, why are we talking more about football? You know how much I love football. If you knew anything about football, <laughs> it would be great. I'd probably get a load more downloads because football's always a popular sport, isn't it? Okay, John, ask me a question about football. Who did Accrington Stanley beat last December? Oh, Northampton Town, 3-1 at the Argyle Stadium. Oh, blimey. Is that true? I think there's a hat-trick by uh, Patrick Richards, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. The goalkeeper, McTavish, saved the penalty. <laughs> yeah, you, you, no, I just made it up. But I sound authoritative, <laughs> don't I? You do, yeah. I was going to yeah. believe you for a second there. You were, really? <laughs> really? No, honestly. I should have used some of those words, these discourse markers, when I was giving my little discourse. You should have done, yeah. Listen to English with Monty because it's good. My favourite episode is perhaps number 45, English idioms you can use at work. I'm in it and that helps and I like idioms. What's more surprising is that John and I got on like a house on fire, which is also an idiom by the way. Nobody's house was actually on fire, I hope. But you knew that, didn't you? Didn't you? By the way, we haven't got all the time in the world, so we probably <laughs> should start talking about other things rather than your fake football knowledge. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to sort of change direction as well, isn't it? So anyway, changes the topic completely, doesn't it? But by the way, this is the important thing. This is the important news I'm coming to. Exactly, yeah. But so it's not connected to the main topic of conversation, is it? 
by the way, I won't be here next week, John, because oh. you've started me too much. That's the result then, isn't it, really? Everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Not at all, not at all. You know, I'll do that to you. To tell you the truth, I don't really want you on the show. Is to tell you the truth a marker? It is, yeah. A discourse yeah, yeah. mark, is it really? Because whenever people say, to tell you the truth, you know they're lying. That's very it, true. Th- that is how you can tell somebody's lying, because they say something like, to tell you the truth. To tell you the truth, I didn't kill the man. I've never been anywhere near Wolverhampton recently. Yes, it can be used to give your opinion, though, can't you? Well, to tell you the truth, it was a crazy idea. That's my viewpoint, right? You could use it in that sense. To tell you the truth, it was a good idea for me coming on this podcast. I'm taking you at face value. I think you're (laughs) giving your true opinion because you said you're telling me the truth. So that's fine. I mean. So what we say? (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. That's used a lot, isn't it? I mean. That's another thing which is overused. Although I'm still guilty of it myself. You feel like I'm criticizing others, but. I'm sure, certainly I mean, I think I could use it. Well, I mean, are we going to do this? We're going to go to the football match. Well, I mean, if you really want to, we can. But, you know, anyway, what were you saying? You've just included everything there, haven't you? I mean, you know, <laughs> anyway. No, the serious point, because I mean, there's two different meanings, doesn't it? I guess it does, yeah. There's one meaning where it doesn't have any meaning, where you just fill a word. So what are you doing later? Well, I mean, if it's not crowded, I thought we might go to that bar. The other meaning is to correct yourself in conversation, isn't it? Ah, yeah, that's true. So today's Tuesday. I mean, Wednesday. That's very common. Oh, yeah, that is very common, isn't it? I'm going to get some tea. I mean, coffee, whatever. So it has a double meaning. Yeah, because I could say that was very good, Ben. I mean, Gideon. Exactly. That's very common. A similar one, more formal, would be, or rather. Or rather, yeah. Hello, that's hello Ben, or rather. No, maybe not in that case. That's a bad example. But sometimes you can. Yeah, Today's sometimes. Tuesday, or rather Wednesday. You can substitute in that sense, can't you? Definitely. He walked, or rather ran, mm. to see me. You see, it's a good episode, isn't it? You yeah. see? You see? Are we still doing the episode? We are, yeah. But you see, this is about to give an exclamation. We're going to give you some more information. So you see, it's been very good, hasn't it? Yeah, that's to bring someone's attention again, isn't it? So what's gone wrong? Well, you see, Mr. Smith was very angry with your behavior and he's not going to come back. So when you're about to give an explanation, what's the story? Well, you see, it's like this. That's the way of using it, definitely. In other words, I won the lottery. In other words, I'm super rich now. Don't need to be <laughs> friends with you anymore. Don't need to come onto this podcast. Well, you were super rich before. You, <laughs> you didn't pay me anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. No, it's true. Do it for the love of it, John. You know that. You were already rich before you won the lottery. So <laughs> yeah. I know that you do it out of the kindness of your heart. Just for the listeners, really, isn't it? Yeah. I guess you should rephrase things, isn't it? She said, this is the example you gave me here, but it's quite a good one. She said she had a headache. She couldn't come to the party because she had a headache. But in other words, she just didn't want to come. I've interpreted it differently. Yeah, it's kind of reading between the lines, isn't it, really? Saying, oh, yeah, she had a headache, but really she didn't want to come. 
But at the end of the day, the reason why she didn't want to come is because the party wasn't going to be very good. At the end of the day, it's another one I'm not so keen on. It gets us to sum up something, isn't it? Mm. Is that right? It is really, yeah. But a lot of people will use it, certainly in the Midlands, this is quite a common phrase to say at the end of the day. It is kind of a summary, isn't it? Uh, I'm not going out. Well, I know there's lots of interesting places around here, but at the end of the day, I'm broke. and I'm saving up to go to the Bahamas on a cruise. Do you need to save up? You just put it on your gold card, don't you? <laughs> yeah, my gold card. Yes, that's right. Yeah, or platinum, True. isn't it? Platinum, is that me? So yeah, well, I know. you know, you probably have both, don't you? Let's be honest. That's right. Okay, we've only got two more. I know. This one can also be overused. I do you remember Faulty Towers TV comedy what? show? Of course. I think one of the sort of comedy sketches they had was when the wife was on the telephone to her best friend who's having a problem. You couldn't hear her, what her best friend was saying, but you only heard the wife on the phone going, oh, I know, I know, oh, I know, I know, oh, I know. And I carried on for like five minutes. That is actually a classic one, isn't it? Oh, you Absolutely. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I used to watch Faulty Towers. Okay. Even though I'm a slightly different generation, I definitely enjoyed <laughs> okay. it. The way that this little article you sent me is used, it's slightly different, isn't it? You can use it to have a new idea. I know the train's broken down. I know we'll do some car pulling, whatever. Oh, I know I'll push the train. <laughs> okay. It's coming up with an idea, isn't it? It's a sudden idea. It's like, oh, oh yeah. I know. Let's do this. Yeah. I guess the intonation, if you're using it that way, then the intonation is very, very important. It is, isn't it? It's like, I know. Not, I know, we'll push the train. No, I know, we'll push the train. That's very important, the intonation, or otherwise it'll be understood in a different way. Okay, yeah, so we've just got one to finish off now. So to speak. So to speak, indeed. So this is when you are trying to say that the metaphor shouldn't be taken literally. He was a pain in the ass, so to speak or I'm over the moon, so to speak, although everyone would know that that's a metaphor. Yeah. And after one good kiss, we fell head over heels in love, so to speak. I think it's really necessary to say that. I think you'd only use so to speak if there would be some confusion that maybe you're not sure if it's going to be literally or not literally, no? I think you're right there. Yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. Some of the examples they're using yeah. here, does it? You're absolutely right. He was red with rage, so to speak. Something like that. I think that's everything. Well, you could Is use there it any... say literally. You could say literally. Not, or not literally. No, you wouldn't. The opposite. Not literally. Literally over the moon. <laughs> no, that wouldn't work. No. So it's, it's the opposite, the opposite meaning. It? Yeah, it's the opposite meaning. We don't say not literally, though, do we? You wouldn't say No, exactly. Like so, so yeah. to speak would be a good alternative, yeah. Definitely. Anything else that you wanted to add? I can't think of any. I would say only that some of these are used, some of them are overused, some are used as filler words as well, mm -hmm. like, you know, or it was like maybe, that would be a filler word. I'm not sure it's a discourse marker. He was like, you know, really angry. How would you describe yeah. that? I'm not sure about definition if that would be yeah, included as a discourse or it's just a filler word. I think they're just filler words, aren't they, really? Okay. Because it doesn't really add anything to what you're actually saying, does it? 
I mean, you could include more. You could use, say, I think, furthermore and in conclusion, however, therefore, things like that in a more formal sense. They're all discourse markers, aren't they? I suppose they are, aren't they? They're considered conjunctions, but... I mean, you can also, yes, as you say, maybe more formally, you can say those things, can't you? Yeah. I think once you've given a a good starting point anyway, they are important. We were sort of joking around a little bit, you and I, John, but they are important just to sound more natural. That's the key. Not to to sound like a robot. It shows humanity (laughs) as you're a real person. (laughs) Yeah. We're always sort of struggling to find the right word. And we put in these discourse markers or rephrase things and change the way that we want to say in the first place. They're quite human. They really are adding to the discussion, aren't they? Or they're real-life situations to change the way you're speaking. Yeah. Or to add certain things in a certain way, or to make yourself more clearly understood. All of those things help, don't they, in in an everyday discussion? It's more an everyday discussion, though, isn't it? These kind of things. Yeah. Rather than something formal. Do you want to promote your stuff? <laughs> I'll just say to check into my channel on YouTube and Talk TV. Always excellent. an excellent watch. It is. And you've been a regular guest too. You'll find him. You scroll down. Find something yep. with John. What are the latest ones you've done? I, I did one recently on the Irish accent. I didn't Ooh. invite you because you're not Irish. Well, that's fair enough. But that was pretty good, actually. I had a guy I called don't. Fellum. Favorite. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that. I oh, thought did? it was really yeah. good. So One we're doing your... different accents. And you did the Brummy accent. That was good. Thank you very much. Anything else you want to add? No, it's just been a pleasure to be here as usual. For me too. Thanks for coming along, Gideon. You've been listening to English with Monty. Thanks for listening to English with Monty. For bonus episodes, sessions with the teacher and discounts through our website, please sign up at patreon.com forward slash English with Monty. Or you can join us for our English conversation group in London at meetup.com forward slash Monty English conversation.